0: Welcome to the parental compass by family education and support services i am your host bobby williams please subscribe to the show because we have now 100 episodes that's right this is the 100th episode of the parental compass a huge milestone for the show and for me personally I want to thank everyone at Family Education and Support Services for making this such an incredible project and for the awesome opportunity to do this. We're flipping things up on the show a little bit. I'm going to be the guest. And I'm going to be talking about my day job, which is my work as the Executive Director of The Bridge Music Project. We're also going to be talking about how do you get your children engaged in their passions and doing activities that they care about. I obviously can't just interview myself. And so I brought a guest host in, Nathan Hodge, aka Shao Sosa of Razor Tongue Radio. Uh, I've always been a fan of Nathan as a radio host, and he did an incredible job with this one. So I hope you learned something from this. Thank you for being with us for the past 100 episodes, and hopefully here's to 100 more. Well, you know, like I had the Beehive back in the day, that was Free Radio Olympia. And so when the pandemic hit, I started doing the Beehive again in podcast form. And we just interview, like, minor celebrities or whoever's willing to talk to me. Sure. I talked to um, the original Zordon from Power Rangers. Okay. uh, Cupid, who wrote Cupid Shuffle, different politicians. And so I made this show. And then at the same time, family education and support services, they do parenting classes. And they weren't getting much engagement in Zoom classes and so they were sort of like how can we get information out there that's more accessible and digestible to people and i'm in the social service community through the bridge and through everything i do so they were aware of the show and just decided to join forces with me and so here we are 100 episodes later you know
1: yeah that's wow that's magnificent 100 episodes is i mean it seems just like a, a a great number. And I don't think sometimes people understand like the level of work to get to get to that level, but 100 episodes is a great milestone. And so so congrats on that. I, I was wondering though, for, for people that aren't familiar, if you can give us a rundown on the Bridge program and, and how long you've been active with that and, and what work the Bridge is doing for, for the local communities and communities beyond.
0: The origins of the Bridge are that I've always been like a rapper and performer And when I started getting into the working professional world, I started working with youth in foster care, and just on an informal level, started teaching a little bit about songwriting and like, here's how you make a beat, here's how you put lyrics on top of it. And what I found from the youth I was working with is that they were taking this as an opportunity to write about their experience and share what they were going through and process and hopefully heal. And so that's when I realized like, oh, this could be a bigger project than just working with a few kids. So for the first three years, we were part of a larger social service agency called Community Youth Services. I was still doing the foster care, but we started doing songwriting workshops for youth. And then about four years ago, we became our own nonprofit. And so what we do is we host songwriting workshops throughout the community where kids work together to collaborate and write original songs. They record with professional audio engineers and give public performances of their original music. And we do this at group homes. We do it at detention centers, prisons, as part of diversion programs at middle schools. We're kind of all over the place doing this.
1: Wow. So yeah, and you guys have been at it for for a while now. For how how many years now?
0: Uh, Eight, nine years. A long time. Yeah. Wow.
1: Almost a decade. That's Mm -hmm. just that's amazing, man. And so I'm wondering. I, I mean, I know you you've been a music artist for a long time. That's how we met. And uh, but. Working with these children is something you're obviously very passionate about. So I'm i am wondering, like, what role music had for you as a young person and what, what things in, in, might have pushed you into working with these children like you are today in that background?
0: Yeah, totally. Well, for me, I, I felt like growing up, I was a little bit of a block kid. Like, I was interested in drawing and, you know, different special interests, but I wasn't, like, part of a soccer team or sure. – Um, you know, did a lot of group activities. And so what music was for me was a way to express myself, a way to kind of feel cool about myself and have some sense of purpose of like, I am an artist. So I just started writing songs. And then during high school, I was able to travel and perform and do a bunch of shows and make my own merch. And, um... For me, it gave me so many things. It gave me a community. Like I said, kind of a sense of purpose, a way to feel good about myself. Like it was a big part of my identity. Like I was, you know, Bobby or Double B, the rap artist. And that just meant so much to me when I was young. And so that's a big part of the mission of the organization is to pass along all the great things that I got from music as a young person to the next generation.
1: Sure. So, I mean, music is the focus of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if curriculum is the right word, but for the program that you guys are giving to, to these youth that you come across that are in the program. Uh, but it's much bigger than that, obviously, right? What, what are some of the things beyond music that, that these kids are going to learn in this program?
0: Well, I think the biggest piece of it is that we're a community. Like a big part of why it works is because we're setting the tone of this is a accepting supportive environment for everyone here. So that's like the foundation of it is we're all encouraging of each other. Like no one's a hater in this environment. And um, so, but I think what they get from it is like it works because it's a fun program, but it's a lot more than just being fun. Like you learn things about how do you follow through on a project when it's difficult? How do you have the confidence to share your words and share your story and perform in front of an audience? It's it's all very collaboration oriented. So it's like, how do you work with other people and hear out their ideas and contribute your ideas? And so a, another huge piece of it is connecting with positive adults. Like a lot of youth in the program may not have a ton of positive adults in their lives, so this is a chance to learn from adult role models. So I think those are the real values and lessons of the program. Like we're helping you to develop as a musician, but also to develop as a person.
1: Wow, man, it's heavy. It's, it's really yeah. really cool. Um, so I'm sure you you deal with 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 kids from all kinds of different demographics. It sounds like a a lot of a lot of at risk youth and, and troubled youth. Um, some some kids like that are are obvious like like natural centers of attention and natural kind of stars so to speak. Uh, uh, there's probably a lot of kids that are are definitely and you've actually mentioned that and some of the things you just talked about the kids that have a problem with with how how they engage public audiences and how they are able to uh, kind of express themselves uh, for your parents listening to this show. What if they have a child that's really disengaged and doesn't like to get out and do things? How do you tap into that and, and get them to break out of that show?
0: Well, that's huge. And I think that's a lot of kids, especially coming out of the pandemic, too. Like, yeah. we've missed out on a lot of social skills of the last two years, and everyone's still playing catch up. And we're just not as public of uh, people anymore, in a way. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about just big, uh, big groups of people and those sort of things. So what I would advise to parents if you have a child that you're having a hard time getting them active is just get them to try out things like try this this out for a week. Like, we're going to sign you up for this camp and do it for three days or um, do this. And just the more you can expose them to different things, the more they can hopefully tap into one of those or try to really figure out what they're tapped into like... Like, if they're really into drawing, is there an art class in the community that they can do? Maybe they want to learn how to make puppets. Um, you know, there's like a whole range of stuff they could get into. So just giving them those opportunities and, you know, maybe they don't like going the first time, but it's like try it for three days. And um, I think that makes a big difference. Just exposure and keen into what they're into and trying to push them along with that.
1: Sure. You spoke earlier about kind of uh, kids that might not have parents that are, are are good role models for them, but maybe they have parents that that are trying, but don't have that don't really connect well with the child. And I was wondering if you flip what we were just talking about, and you, you might have a child that's really really passionate about music or or our, our creation in general, but the parent might not be connected to music or even this is very very common the preferred genre of that child's music. Do you have any kind of advice on how to work those things out and how to how to kind of still bridge that gap?
0: Yeah, that's tough because not every community is going to have like a hip hop, we're going to teach you to rap yeah. program in it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get started. Like if they're into music, there's a program called Soundtrap. But you just go to, I think, Soundtrap.com, and Mm -hmm. it's online, and you can, like, make beats and record yourself on Soundtrap, which is pretty cool. I would just search for, like, what's out there in the community. Like, do they want to learn guitar lessons? A lot of music stores will donate instruments. Like, if you're a family that maybe you can't afford an instrument, you could submit a request to the local music store to get an instrument donated, And so just being resourceful and seeing what's out there. And hopefully there's something like there's all types of communities there. But even if you just know someone, maybe you know, someone from church where, uh, you know, they have a son that's into rapping and you want them to mentor your kid. It's just the more lines you cast out, the more you're going to find something. And just trying is a huge difference. And you know, like a lot of the youth I work with, they've been in foster care, incarcerated. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean their parents don't love them.
1: Yes, 100%. 100%. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think just putting the effort out there is like a key difference maker.
1: Yeah, I speak to a lot of my colleagues about how just with parenting, presence is just and is probably 65% of the whole thing. Just just being there and trying, like you said, um, you're speaking about community and different communities. Can you tell us about the community uh, around the bridge itself?
0: Yeah. So anyone can be part of the program. Like we do community workshops where whoever wants to sign up can sign up, you know, 14 to 21 years old. But we try to target our outreach towards youth who have had major challenges in life. So um, we get referrals from case managers from probation officers, therapists, social workers, school counselors. So those um, those are who we're trying the hardest to serve. And we also do that by bringing the program into detention centers and things like that. So anyone can be part of it, but we're making an extra effort to reach kids that don't normally get included in these types of programs.
1: Sure, absolutely, the ones that need it the most. Uh, can you give listeners right now an example, maybe uh, perhaps of a big moment or moments that you've seen in one of your kids' time in the Bridge program and how that shows how music and perhaps creation in general are are powerful things in, in molding youth and healing healing old wounds?
0: A kid I think of, um, Mike, who's been a guest on this show before. Okay. He uh, I knew him when he was 14 years old and he was living in a group home that I worked at. And was like a very rambunctious, like high-energy kid. And he spent a lot of his teenage years like in foster care and in group homes and different foster homes. And then when he turned 18, he was homeless for a while. But he also was a consistent presence in the program. And I felt like as he improved as an artist, he also developed as a person and was maturing. And now he's doing great where... He has a consistent job, he has an apartment, he has a car, he pays his own bills, and he's actually come back to be a mentor with us. And this summer he's been doing workshops at the group home where I first met him at. So he's actually helping lead our workshops there. And so Even if it's like everyone's not becoming a total rap star, I think just having a community and something that you care about and something that makes you feel good and feel good about yourself, like that makes a big difference too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And must to you as well. Like when you see that all the the investment that you've put in is starting to come full circle and you have these these people that have benefited from this program now giving back to it, that's got to be a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I see kids all the time. Like kids will approach me on the streets and um, we've, I've done it for so many years now that it's like a lot of them are growing up and they're young adults now. So it's cool. It definitely is like of all the jobs you could have. It's a pretty rewarding one. Yeah, I I
1: bet. It's it's just a beautiful thing. Where where can people learn more about this program and then other places that, that you've come across that, that could help in their journeys as parents and, and, their kids.
0: Well, so we're the Bridge Music Project. We're on social media. If you just look up the Bridge Music Project on Instagram and Facebook or go to bridgemusicproject.org. That's where you can find our website. If you're in other communities, I would just start Googling like certain phrases, uh, youth rock music program, um, instrument donation program. Like, like I was saying earlier, the more you can just be resourceful and search things out, the better. And hopefully your community has something like that. And even if it's not music, if it's something else, uh, just looking around, you'd be surprised with all the things you can find and the opportunities that are out there. Also, I would say if there's a program, but maybe it costs money, send them an email and see if they would uh, give your child a scholarship. Like if you write them and say you want to do it, um, that carries a lot of weight. Like I think the difference maker is just taking the effort to reach out a lot of the time.
1: Definitely. And for that case, is there is there a cost to your guys' program?
0: No, we're free for anyone who wants to participate. Wow.
1: That's amazing, man. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, a lot of grant writing
1: had yeah, a lot of credit writing yeah so I mean, is there is there ways that listeners that uh, c- could help contribute to you guys program
0: yeah I mean if you go to bridgemusicproject.org there's a donate tab there so definitely like financial donations if you're in the Olympia or Tacoma area uh, we always need music mentors and volunteers so you can fill out an application at our website too and we'd love to connect with anyone who's interested also there's more like you know different ways everyone can connect like if you want to throw a a bingo night for us or um you know there's just offbeat ways to get involved too
1: so cool man there you have it. a lot a lot of ways to give back um well bobby band I, I, I always love talking with you every time we have a talk we always talk about the coolest things and uh and i've just been watching you from afar and, and this work that you've been doing for some time now i can't believe it's been that long already it flies by as we get older but yeah we go
0: uh, back at least 10 years plus now that's (laughs) what we do yeah
1: Yeah. we definitely do you were right when i dropped my my last album my last solo album and that was in 2011 so there we have it 11 years at least
0: yeah well thank you for just taking the time to be here to celebrate the hundredth episode with me and i um You know, I just knew your radio skills would be the perfect (laughs) fit. So just thanks for taking the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime.
0: Shao Sosa, thank you so much for filling in on the host role today. 100 episodes. It means so much that you've been listening, that you've been a consistent part of this community we're building around the show. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you to Family Education and Support Services. My name is Bobby Williams. We'll see you at episode 101. Peace.